healthy enough, which would include like in shape enough to do the things that I want to do that make me happy and don't, I'm not held back because of something that my body can't do. Mm -hmm. So I've got to be strong enough to be able to go on walks with my kids or go play with my kids or go on a hike with my husband. And I've got to be healthy enough that I didn't just eat so much crap that I, you know, I don't have the energy to do something. So I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bassman with Mark McCain. You are listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And we have the most amazing of athletes here with us today, April Phillips. Welcome. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome. Most amazing. The most amazing. The most amazing. Official title. Official. Most amazing-er? Most amazing. Most amazing. I'll take it. Yep. Uh, well, welcome. Glad you can make it in on this fine, rainy day. Thanks for inviting me. It's February and it's 70 degrees out, so you know everyone's going to feel feel real great tomorrow. So let's preach the topic of global warming. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are, what are your thoughts? It's that, that's out. not a real question. Uh, well, we'll start off. I don't I don't really know a whole lot about you, April. We've talked a lot, but you have a you have a guard up all the time, so I can't a really brick wall. It's a brick wall. Yeah, it's because I'm waiting to get attack and get you back so. oh that's right mm. yeah yes. you owe me one i do i owe you one or two are you are you from the area i am so i grew up in fairfield ohio did you really yep Graduated i'm gonna ask there. you a very cincinnati question where'd you go to high school fairfield you went to fairfield yeah hmm. i used to work out in i used to, i worked for it at Whitten woods for like uh five years yeah i was a graphic specialist there you were close yeah as a non-cincinnatian <laughs> Um, is that a, is that considered west side or is that like north it's of the north. city it's north so it's about an hour from dayton mm, okay hour from downtown maybe yeah no 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 40 yeah i could see that i lived out out like i was on the edge of hamilton and oh Fairfield. yeah they just put a new uh did you ever go down i used to run files for my uh, cpa that my mom worked for out out to hamilton hamilton's a weird city it is a city. And it's quote, official. Is it an actual city? <laughs> it's an actual city. It's weird because it's it, like if you think of like just what would be the bare minimum requirements to be called a city, that's what Hamilton is. It's like it's the the not to offend anybody from Hamilton who might be listening. We to have this. a lot of <laughs> listeners actually lot in the, the city of Hamilton. Yeah, there a you lot go. of Hamilton city residents. Uh, yeah, but they just put a brewery in called Municipal Brew Works where they took the old municipal building and put a brewery in there, That's which cool. I want to head out to. Yeah. I know. I haven't been through there in probably a couple of years. It's a cool little area. It was just, it was just so small. It was weird. Cause like, you feel like you're driving through a city. There's tall enough buildings for it to be a city, but like, it's very, very small. <laughs> we'll start over. It's fine. That's all right. We'll just start over. No coughing allowed. Uh, so you're from Hamilton or from, well, from Fairfield. Yeah. Um, how do you end up out this way? So, yeah, I actually went to NKU when I graduated, and then I um, went to Cincinnati State 
and then I went to UC. I just couldn't get enough, apparently, of college. Were you a, a career student? A little bit, a little bit. Um, and What'd you do at NKU then since, like, what was, was it under the same heading, like, for uh, studies? I, no, I was one of those kids that couldn't figure out what I wanted, so I did a lot of, just took classes that interested me, and then finally sat on education, early ed. That's kind of cool. Like, what kind of stuff did you go through? Well, by the time I graduated, I was just a few classes short of, like, four different degrees because I just kept taking classes. Hell, yeah. So, yeah, I loved, like, um, anatomy classes, and then I would take social work classes, and then I would take education classes, and... Hmm. And, and I'm not a good student, so I I don't <laughs> I don't know why I was doing that. You tortured all of that. yourself. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't smart. But yeah, so I'm familiar with this area and then um Terry, my husband, works for Crossroads and they opened a new site in Florence five five and a half years ago. So we moved down to this area from the east side where we were currently living to come down and be here in Florence. So now this is my home. Yeah. What, what does your husband do for a living? So my husband is the pastor of Crossroads Florence, and I actually work there too. I'm the reach out director. So mm -hmm. I get to just basically love on the community. I have a really yeah. cool job. Not as cool as you guys, but I have a cool job. Oh, you're being humble. Yeah, uh, Crossroads has an amazing community. That's how we got kind of connected. And I kind of was smiling there when I asked you that question because I obviously I know what your husband does. I know. He's fantastic at what he does and um really a good leader uh, probably i can say the same for you within that community of putting together a lot of different things and it's really amazing to see the development of what that community has done not only for me personally but just for so many people in this area so anyway kudos to, well, to you guys for rocking it thanks yeah we were asked just yesterday if we if we got the chance to move would we and mm. i've pretty much in the last few months put my foot down and said no Ooh, like yeah. i like florence like it's become home our friends and family are here and mm, that's cool you guys are here and well we're the, we're yeah. the main reason most You're people stay reason. yeah i think bar none uh, if you ask 90 percent of the people in florence kentucky why they're here it's yeah. because of this little building okay. not kids not schools, at all not any, yeah not yeah you guys 90 percent of the time 30 percent of the people stay. <laughs> <laughs> so what how do you how did you so it's five and a half years ago <laughs> Um, how did everything with Crossroads kind of come to fruition for both of you, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't working for Crossroads. I was working for PNC Bank when we moved. Um, Terry did reach out. He actually did similar stuff that I do now. And um, Crossroads was looking to expand, and um, they were already meeting in Mason, and they thought Florence would be a good place. Um, what the old-time Pottery Barn is where we're located. Um, so that building was up for sale, and so they purchased it and said, hey. Is that what that was? Yeah, all-time hmm. huh. That's actually news to me. Yeah. So, yeah, we I, came down. I heard, whenever I asked what, what the building used to be, they said it's like, think of a knockoff Home Depot <laughs> or something. And I don't remember them saying that name, but anyway, that's... I actually, it's very when interesting we lived building. on the east side, I would come to Florence to shop because it was just quiet mm. and it wasn't busy. And it wasn't the east side. Well, yeah, it wasn't the east side. There's not a lot of. Well, now there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. But there wasn't. Don't start any turf wars here. Yeah. That's right. East side. I used to work in Rookwood. That place is awful. It really is. I'm sorry. Well, well east side is east side. Like yeah. so, Anderson and all. Oh, uh, okay. So, so farther yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, further out. 
I consider Hyde Park and all that east side. It's not. It's not. Oh, sorry. And they I don't. Not. Yeah. You might start to Ooh, turf wow. there. I'm just saying. I'm going to start turf <laughs> war not even being part of it. Exactly. You won't even know that you started something. I like it. So, yeah. So, what kind of uh, outreach stuff do you do? Um, basically, anything that involves the local community. So, I get to do... Um, and local being, like, just Florence? Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. So, like, this afternoon, I'm going to go to our Wiz Kids tutoring program. So, it's an after-school program at Collins where we tutor third, fourth, and fifth graders. So, I run that program and actually tutor a little girl named Ari this year. Mm-hmm. Um and then we do Thanksgiving food drive, which you guys are familiar with. You guys collect cans um, for that. Um, Angel Tree, which is where we purchase gifts for kids um, who their mom and dad are incarcerated, or um, a lot of times it's for organizations that are local that just need help, the yeah. foster care system and stuff. And then, um, yeah, it's really cool stuff like that. If it benefits the community, I get to do it. Yeah. And I basically get to Is that kind of something that you kind of get to direct as far as where you're going to put your efforts or is it kind of decided that hey we're going to do this angel tree thing or do you get to like kind of pick and choose that like oh i think this would be a really great program for us to look into yeah um we since we have so many sites we try to keep things um like streamlined across all the sites kind of uniform yeah so if you go during thanksgiving food drive you'll see Thanksgiving food drive happening at every site. Right. Um, but I do get to choose like basically who we get to love on and who we get to help, which is really neat. So I get to meet all kinds of organizations and I basically, I tell people all I do is help people. Like I rarely have to tell somebody no. So I get to choose who we're going to help and who we're going to build into. It's pretty awesome. It is pretty cool. It's a pretty, uh, very fulfilling job as well. And I think there. You know, we've had, we've had a lot of people on here, and I think the people that have talked about really enjoying what they do, whatever their line of work may be, that word fulfillment comes up 99% of the time. Yeah. You know, because, uh, and we've also had people who are transitioning in and or out of, you know, uh, a job that they may have thought was going to be very fulfilling but wasn't. Yeah. Um, or transferring into a job that, they're excited because they feel like it's going to be one of those positions where they can actually feel fulfilled in what they're doing and not just, um, you know, pushing papers or uh, just being a number, so Absolutely. to speak. And know. that's kind of how we got, we attended Crossroads, but that's kind of how we both came on staff is these opportunities arose. And a lot of times you wait until you're later in your career and then you're like, okay, now I'll do what I really want to do. And you take, you know, a pay cut or whatever mm-hmm. it may be just to do it. Um, we looked at it more of like, we've got skills that we can use later if we want to go back to the corporate world. So why not do what we love to do and what we're like, what we're actually made to do. Sure. Like well, right now. Yeah. That's one of the things we talk about a lot. It's like worst case scenario, you know, first world problems. If we got a business here, unfortunately with, with our business, um, we both have degrees and skill sets, whether we know it or not, and we can go get a job. Yeah. <laughs> People are generally hiring, right? That's one of the, actually the problems. You know, I was just talking to a guy the other day. I was mentioned this to Jared a second ago before we went went on here, but he was saying uh, he knows a lot of home builders, and a lot of home builders are like backlogged, you know, supposedly in this area right now because they just can't find, you know, whatever you want to title every generation, right? Millennials are the big one now. Um, younger folk, whatever you want to call them, 
that want to do laborious work, you know, labor intensive. Like, oh, I don't want to do that. Guess what? It still pays really well. <laughs> you know, if you map it out, everything's kind of cyclical um, in, in life, but it's, it's only the few, I guess, kind of fortunate people that really can swallow their pride sometimes, take that pay cut or whatever, what, what have you, to really try to pursue something fulfilling. And um, it's never streamlined. I'm sure you've had your bumps along the way and, yeah. and so on and so forth. And, um, but yeah. Well, two things I think um, you're being, like you said, a lot of people will do that later in life. You know, they retire, they have more time. Well, now I'll go and give back. Not that you don't have the energy, because a lot of people who have a lot of energy that are, you know, retired now, but like being under the age of 65, you're going to have a lot more energy to put towards something yeah. uh, than, than if you were, you know, later on in life and then trying to give back. Um, and, and to speak of what Mark said, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the skills gap is, is pretty pretty unreal you know mm-hmm. like he t- said going things go in these these cyclical natures where at one point it was your return on investment on a college degree was very high now it's somewhat lower than what it used to be not that you don't need one but for a lot of people they can you can also make a living not doing it but like mark said there's not a lot of people who want to put the uh the sweat equity into something that's going to require them to do some manual labor yeah and know? it's it's healthier too i mm-hmm. mean if you if you're doing something that you love and that you feel is genuine and that you're passionate about, you're going to do it better and mm-hmm. it's not going to cause you stress like other jobs. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's a whole nother conversation about finding what's right for you. But you know, it's, there's something to be said about those, those manual labor type jobs where there's, there's a very, very fulfilling zone that you get in when you are doing something that is manually intensive. Yeah. We know that when lifting, but um, you know, it was very, very fulfilling to put this place together in a week. It was exhausting, <laughs> but it was very fulfilling as well, you know, because you, you literally got to watch this place transform before your eyes. And I feel like um, you're doing that with the people you work with. It may not be always manual labor intensive, but oh, yeah. you get to see that transformation happen. Um, you know, whether you're, you're giving someone the food they may need for the season or, uh, you know, giving them the skills they need when, with tutoring. Yeah. And, and, and I'm lucky to see sometimes what happens afterwards, but a lot of times you don't get to see where your work has changed their life. Especially a tutoring thing, you know, you're not going to know when they're 18, how, what you did affected them. Yeah. But a lot of times you do, like I have an entire shelf on my desk that's just thank you notes and pictures. And it's like, colored notes from kids that received Mm. gifts or go local projects where like hey we couldn't have we couldn't have opened our site if you weren't here to like fix this and this so it's really neat that's um what kind of brings us to to us um because you've you've been with us for you know Mm -hmm. whoa a year yeah i got my little year anniversary anniversary? that's cute uh how did, how did you find us? How did we kind of uh, get connected? Yeah. So Mark would volunteer at Crusher's on Thursday mornings with our facilities guys and his dude clan there. <laughs> and um, I got to talking to Mark because I wanted to start some kind of class at church for women to come to who, one, were afraid of the gym because it can be a scary place to mm-hmm. a lot of people, or two, just didn't have the time or money to get into sure. um, the gym. So 
Mark and um, another volunteer, Charlie, and I would kind of every blue moon talk about some ideas and mm -hmm. run that by. And um, he was talking about Triumph and how I should come out. And honestly, CrossFit, CrossFit scared me because only of what I've seen, like, all this really heavy, intense lifting, and, and you have a you have a <clears throat> bit of a medical condition as well. Yeah, correct. Yeah. What what does that involve for you as far as? Because I know I've gotten a, a very small skimming of what you know everything that happens, but yeah. explain a little bit. So yeah, um, I have EDS, which is Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, and it's a connective tissue disorder. There's 13 of them, and it affects basically my joints, my circulation, my skin. Um, there's a lot to go with it. So growing up, I literally would get hurt and dislocate bones super easy. I've dislocated my knees 13 times, my pelvis three times. Like You said 13? Yeah. <laughs> That's double digits. <laughs> if, if you're not listening, uh, yeah. say that again. 13? Yeah, 13 knees and uh If anyone's ever times. dislocated anything before. Mm. Oh, it's so painful. And the first time I ever did my knee, my knee was kneecap was sitting on the back of my leg. So it was pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> the good thing about this disorder is your soft tissue is super flexible. Mm. So I don't tear, like you would probably tear every tendon and mm -hmm. anything that's so attached, I don't tear them. I, they just stretch whenever I do stuff like that. But I have to repair them, and I have to make them strong. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, when Mark and I were talking, I was just like, hey, I've got this going on, and um, I need to work out in order to stay healthy. I literally feel like I'll fall apart if I'm not strong. Mm -hmm. um, and working out, there's not, like, cures for it, so you basically try to maintain um, symptoms. And definitely working out and keeping your muscle tone is a huge mm -hmm. factor if you want to be healthier. Um, so that I think was really that's, important. that's obviously, uh, that's across the board, but yeah. especially in your case, yeah. you know, um, so were you doing anything prior? So yeah, I used to work for Bally's and I've always worked out. Um, I loved working out. Bally's, huh? Yeah. When Bally's was around, I ran three That was, that was, it was Bally's, then Gold's yes. bought Bally's. Yes. And the man, that was. It was a while ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah. So yeah, I have always worked out. I wasn't able to like play sports and like be on teams. Yeah, I, I can't imagine I uh, cutting cutting quickly on the turf <laughs> or something like that is going to be conducive for yeah. And joints. the the first time when I when I dislocated my knee so bad was just practicing with a dance team, like just messing around. So yeah, any kind of sport really wasn't something that I could do. Um, so how, how did that mentally? What is that like? Like, because I can I can wrap my head around injury, you know. Like like I'm I'm currently injured. Mark's been injured before, and it sucks. Like it sucks bad. But like, what is that mentally like to know that? Well, this is just hurt. something that happens. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, because because there's there's a lot of people here that, not here I shouldn't say, but like like you said, there's there are women and people you were dealing with that were just scared of the gym because mm -hmm. it was intimidating. Yeah. What is that like knowing that like I may be injured, but I know that I have to do something yeah. to keep myself healthy? Yeah, I talk to people all the time whenever I'm talking about triumph or like inviting people and they're like, oh, I'll get hurt or like, oh, that's going to be too tough. And I'm like, no, you guys are super good about letting me modify things or watching out for me. So 
my guard is always up basically and I've always had in the back of my mind whenever I see something like mm, I'm gonna get hurt if I even try to do right, that right. Um, so it does make you a lot more timid to want to try things if it's anything physical sure um, and my daughter has my daughter um, has had 22 cast in two years so that's gotta, she's got to be a record yeah she is progressing a lot faster um, so I didn't even think about that stuff with her, but they've actually brought it up. Like, you know, you have to watch out for her mental state as far as like you don't you don't want to get disappointed mm-hmm. every time you try to do something and you get yeah, hurt. Yeah, because you're gonna you're gonna go like, just feel like you're gonna step off the curb and something's gonna break. Yeah, you don't want to be there mentally. Yeah, so okay. it's been I mean it's been really really good here because I've loved working out my entire life. Um, I'd always like for fun work out like that's just what I did. But you guys have helped me be able to work out and not get hurt to push my body to get stronger and again not get hurt, which wasn't the trend. Right. Like yeah. if I push I myself. One of the, yeah. I think one of the, the biggest goals of working out should be not get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and also, honestly, as trainers are not doing our job properly if people are getting hurt. Yeah. You know, and, and inevitably it's going to happen. And obviously with you, you have a heightened sense of awareness around your sensitivities to certain things um, that might impact your knees, so on and so forth. And it ultimately, ultimately, whether it's physical, mental, whatever you're doing, it comes around to that self-awareness, you know, a word that comes up a lot. Um, so for you, it's that heightened self-awareness of like, oh, you know what? Hey, this is a new thing. And uh, you definitely strike me as someone that's never going to back away from a challenge. Uh, absolutely not. Whatever the scenario so you're like, hey, you know what? Because I do remember our early conversations, and I think they were a little more towards like, hey, I need a personal trainer, mm-hmm. you know. And then I was like, well, you know, um, come in. I think the first day, literally, you came in, it was like around 9:30. And I think I kind of intentionally did that so you could see the 9:30 class it was of those women. Class. Yeah. And um, you're like, okay, they don't all have six packs, and yeah. <laughs> you know all this stuff because all these stereotypes and horror stories. Yeah. But you know, kind of, kind of where I'm going. With your uh, journey here over the last year, I know there was one day in particular that sticks out with the the one the handstand. You know, it was like obviously that was an episode that we learned from and dealt with, and it yeah. was an unfortunate. You know, like he basically got dizzy, and he ended up having to go um, see someone. Um, you, did you go to the hospital? Oh, I see. I stayed a couple of days in the oh, hospital. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of induced that. So it's like, but again, I, I think I remember. I don't know. It was probably less than a month later where like handstands came up again. That's basically what we did. We were doing a handstand or, or I think, yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah, I could see you kind of wanting to do it. <laughs> and I'm just like, April, don't do that. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I well, should probably back off. It stinks because there's, to me, there's not a lot of stuff here that I'm good at per se. I can do handstands. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was, well, I was the same moving thing. on that workout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yes. it all went, mm-hmm. went bad. And again, it's not anything that you weren't, that you were doing or or not doing. It just, it, it just happened. Yeah. You know, you don't know what you, you don't know kind of thing. And it's, it's one of those things where there's certain movements that bother everyone and it's, Mm -hmm. Hey, guess what? Yeah. File that away under movements that I should be, have a heightened sensitivity around. And it's like, you know, but again, there's always ways to modify it. So I think that's the biggest thing whenever people start with a new program or you're just doing anything new. Like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go skiing. Like, I've never gone skiing before. Guess what? 
start off with the beginner hill. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. I went down the diamond and I broke my neck. Yeah. It's so like, that's for people that know what they're doing. Yeah. Right. So it's, but sometimes you don't know, like, oh, I didn't know diamond meant difficult or, yeah. you know, it's. And so. I think with working out, your ego gets oh, way ahead sure. <laughs> of sure. your abilities way too much. And I mm-hmm. think it's super important to know how, learn how to do something correctly mm. and then challenge yourself, but learn how to do it correctly first. And, and what I hear there is patience. Yeah. You know, like have patience. Yeah. It's not going to snap your fingers. And it's, and again, the low hanging fruit again with a lot of people that will come in here, you'll see people that maybe look like you or around your same age or build or whatever. And they're like, well, they can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, they've been here for four years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I do that. I like when someone's, you know, doing something really well, I'm like, how long have you been here? And like, mm-hmm. it's usually a, a decently high number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And, and that's a that's a smart thing to do is just ask that person because yeah. because like you know a lot of times it will be well if they've got three to five years under their belt you know I always tell people whenever they they first start you're teaching your body a, a different language mm-hmm. you know it's like if you just walked in and said I'm going to learn Spanish and expect to learn Spanish in six months it's probably not going to happen for a lot of people yeah you know so it's the same thing with this you're if you've never done uh, a because kipping pool is probably a, the easiest example of like, oh, that's you're gonna hurt yourself. If you do it incorrectly and you try and speed things up, then yeah, there's a higher chance that you may injure yourself. But taking the proper steps, you know, uh, knock on wood, I've done probably tens of thousands of pull-ups in the last seven years, and luckily have not had a problem with them. You yeah. know, but but at the same time, it's been almost ten years now. Yeah. You know, so you you, you learn. Uh, your body learns how to move correctly. Uh, and that's one of the big things that we try and teach is, is how to physically move your body correctly. And that body awareness that starts at a very young age, you know, uh, I know Mark can talk to a couple of the kids that he's trained along the way. And it's like, I watch those kids now and it's like, it's night and day. Yeah. It's unbelievable. What, what, you know, just what, when you tell them to do something and they can just now do it because because their bodies memorize yeah. movement, yeah. Yeah. And 100%. before I came, I mean, I loved working out, lifting. I hate cardio. Chris <laughs> will tell you I hate cardio. Who, um, who really which, likes cardio? I, I mean, don't know. On. There are people I think. <laughs> Mental illnesses. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's honestly because I probably well I do I need a lot more cardio me, me too. because then I would get better at it. Um, but even before coming here, I knew a lot of the movements I may not have remembered like what their name was and stuff but it doesn't mean I was doing it correctly Mm. and you guys have been able to literally like watch and go okay push down on your big toe or like Mm. lean back on your heels or like do this and just those tiny little changes that I would not have done myself yeah feel completely different and allow me to do it without hurting myself yeah it's nice uh Again, it's that's why everyone needs a coach. That's why we need a coach. Yeah. You know, because we have to have those people there telling us to do those things. Because even we forget sometimes. Um, and uh, you know, I think that again, the people that are listening that that are thinking that something's going to be impossible just because someone else does it so well is is understandable. But from our end, is also absolutely silly. Yeah. You know, uh, it's hard to tell someone that, but. Um, I just I wish that people would take take the first step to basically 
making a, a huge change in their life. You know, because again, the, the fitness almost becomes secondary uh, when it comes to being a part of a bigger community, mm-hmm. dialing in nutrition. You know, the, the old adage is abs are made in the kitchen. You know, everyone wants to look good and feel good. But the reality is, is this becomes a supplement to what really makes that happen, yeah. which is your nutrition. You know? Well, and if you're if you're working out, you naturally start to tend to make better choices everywhere else. Yeah, and because you because you 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 know that if I eat this giant gallon of ice cream, I'm probably not going to perform my best tomorrow. And if performing at my best tomorrow is something that that is uh, important to me, yeah, I want to make a better decision when, with what I'm eating. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so as far as uh, how has basically CrossFit kind of bled into your, your daily life or has it? Um, cause for a lot of people, it, like you said, it becomes those eating habits, but it also becomes a lot of different family time. I think maybe some, you know, family time be- can become more active. Like I know your husband's yeah. been in here, yeah. you know, and uh, my you, daughter's a little obsessed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your, your daughter's is, is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you guys may have done the family class, but I'm pretty sure Lydia was, going to keep harassing you oh, if yeah. you didn't. She's very <laughs> persistent. Yes. Um, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> she's adorable. She is pretty awesome. Um, I mean, it's definitely like I try to make time for it, mm-hmm. like and make it a priority. Um, there are seasons where um, I don't do it as often as what I'd like. So. I can imagine like a Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Yeah, that's a little hard. pretty tough, right? You don't eat paleo for Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> I've done a, a vegetarian Thanksgiving before. That, that didn't go over very <laughs> oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah. I was a vegetarian for 23 years. Whoa, yeah. let's talk about that. But Holy I crap. love meat now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like one yeah. bite. <laughs> How long ago yeah. was the 23 years stop? At 23. I mean, I, I, I grew up on a horse farm. We had, like, deers hanging on the trees, rabbits oh, in the freezer. or something. I've just been an animal lover. I didn't like the taste. I didn't like mm. the texture. Um, there was nothing about any kind of, even egg, nothing. Didn't like any of it. And mm. I loved vegetables and everything else. And then, yeah, I... I think there is something to be said about um, if you've ever seen something being slaughtered or oh, killed or, or, mm-hmm. or you've, yeah. you've killed your own food. Yeah. Uh, it makes a massive difference on, on what you're eating. Um, you know, cause there, there's a couple here that they'll go and hunt and you know, that will be their meat for the month, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's like, we're going to use every bit of this because I took its life. Yeah. You know, uh, I think there's a huge difference, uh, in those two things. Uh, than if you're just going to buy chicken breast from Kroger. Yeah, and you know? I, I, like, my friends laugh at me, but I take my kids to the meat section, and I'm like, this is what this is, and yeah. this is what this is. And oh, it's, mm. I think you yeah, absolutely that's cool. that and, you absolutely need yeah. to know where your food comes from. Yeah, and they're not grossed out. Like, I'm actually surprised they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you're that's, trying that's to gross a it good out. pig. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? yeah. <laughs> like, I love bacon, but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely become more of um, it's on my schedule and it has a place on my schedule. Yeah. Um, definitely getting the family more. I always want my family to be active, not just for like the health benefits, but I want us to do activities together. Mm. Um, and you know, winter's hard, so like coming into the gym is great. Um, I want my kids to like to exercise. We have lots of conversations where my kids just ask, like, well, why do you need to exercise? Or, like, yeah. why can't I have pop and, mm-hmm. or this or that? And I'm like, 
I try to give them reasonable explanations like early so that hopefully they can make better choices. Yeah, it doesn't have to be scientific, yeah. but you can lay it out, you know, um, in a pretty easy to understand manner that, you know, it's being sedentary is not good. Yeah. And I know. mean, with, with Lydia and I, Lydia's eight. So she already understands the benefit of exercise on her body. Yeah. She was a competitive gymnast, can't do that anymore. So she knows she has to strength train and, mm. um, and constantly work on that stuff where I can see with Tyson, Tyson plays ice hockey. He's not in love with exercise like Lydia and I, but I can see where if, if you're little and you can see the health benefits, then hopefully it's a lifelong yeah. journey that you'll take where I'd have to convince somebody who, yeah, who's, who didn't need it. I, I'll tell you what, that's a mission I can get behind, you know, trying to figure out how to have a fundamental component of fitness and nutrition in, in a family embedded in it to the point where it's like, you know, for me growing up, um, you know, uh, every Sunday we went to church, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, if, if that was one of those things where, every saturday we go to the gym yeah you know and mom and dad's out there and they're working out and they're sweating like man i can really get behind that mission because it's 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 you know obviously we're biased here we're sitting here in the uh, strength conditioning gym but we know the benefits not only does it do physically but just mentally when you talk about you know we can get off on a tangent on just the stresses of day-to-day life and how you need to just shut the old brain off for an hour and have some fun and chop it up with some folks that are like-minded yeah like come on and my husband definitely like when i started when i finally was like all right mark i'm coming in yeah like, tell me about this place i mean my husband was like you like to exercise and exercise mm-hmm. helps me get my brain to shut down i, I remember this and man. it helps me be a nicer person yeah, yeah. um i need those breaks there's um, a legitimate <laughs> dopamine effect yeah i mean just think of it ask any person who's ever went into the, walked in the door and said, there's no way I'm gonna be able to do this. Ask any one of them when they left that day how they felt yeah. after they did it. Yeah. And 100% of the time, they're gonna go, I feel great. You know, like. At, and I lived. At, <laughs> yeah, I lived. You know, at, yeah. at the worst case scenario, they're gonna go, I, I actually feel like I could have pushed harder. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so many times people count themselves out before they even start. And, you know, it's so, it's so, rewarding to just fight through something and fight through the suck with other people at the same time that that just builds this awesome awesome feeling and this awesome community that can't be replicated well in your workouts no matter how long you've been here there's not anybody that's like not sweating and breezing through it and sitting (laughs) down i tell people everybody is suffering together you know day one i tell people because it actually it's an actual question that comes up pretty regularly which is when does this get easier Mm -hmm. and it doesn't get easier you just get better at it yeah and it's it's you know so if if xyz is takes you 10 minutes well xyz is going to be equally as hard if you're fitter it just takes you five minutes yeah you know that's really all it comes down to you just do everything faster and heavier yeah well, but, and you guys, you know, you show your videos or you put the workouts out there and I refuse to look at them because I'll get intimidated sure. before I can come sword. to the gym. It is. Yeah. No, it's, and it's great. You know, a lot of people want to know like what they're doing before they come in. And I honestly want to be surprised because I'll talk myself out of it. Oh yeah. If it looks way too 
difficult. Yeah. I'll do that sometimes too. You know, just <laughs> as a trainer, I'm like, eh, yeah. I don't There's know def- about that. Uh, yeah. I completely agree. I've done it too, yeah. you know, but at the same time after you do it and you go, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I lift. Yeah. I yeah. And, and I, I think that's, uh, again, you can, I like drawing a lot of correlations between what we do here and just, just life. It's like, uh, I'm just going to avoid having that conversation with my spouse. It's like, oh, okay, you probably need to, and there's probably some fruit there. Yeah. You know, because so many people are like, well, oh, it's running today. I hate running, so I'm just not going to go. Oh, running came up again. Not going to go. Yeah. Oh, came up again. You know, and it's just, it's like, we've actually, we've constantly actually there. joked about that idea of like, because you can tell the people who like running, they'll show up for those days. The people who consistently never show up for running mm-hmm. days, and it was like, what if we just kept like every day? Is <laughs> every day or it's just like running, we're gonna program know? a max or, or I'm sorry, uh, run a 5K, and then when everyone shows up, it's gonna be max deadlift. Yeah. Like, oh no, I thought it was running. Right. It's like, nope. You gotta, you know. Again, that's the whole kind of premise of CrossFit. Again, is we want you to be a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. You know, we want you to be able to be well rounded. You know, and, and there's been again a lot of people on this uh, the podcast when we asked you about fitness. It's like. I want to be able to move and be active. So whenever you, I respect the heck out of, of running a marathon. I respect the heck out of deadlifting a thousand pounds, but in each of those scenarios, you're, you're specializing, you know, if you're an elite kind of powerlifter, if you're an elite, uh, marathon runner. And I think, you know, what we're offering and appealing to and the day-to-day lives is an efficient program that you're going to get a full body kind of workout with. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get, you know, again, that community, um, aspect of it so and if you're coming consistently and engaging with the workouts there's going to be some days where we're we can be confused with a powerlifting gym and there's going to be some days where we can be confused with just an endurance-based gym so it's well, you have to sprinkle in all those components yeah and it's good to have the variety i mean like i yeah, i'm not a fan of cardio but i need it you understand yeah it's, it has I its need place it. i mean it's good to have variety so that every day you're working on something different. Well, there's a, there's the old unknown and unknowable aspect to it. And, um, you know, we've, there's a, I actually mentioned to Mark that Dennis Prager quote from the other day where it was like, no one cares how you feel. Everyone cares about how you act. And we've, I think we've literally had done that where it was X, Y, Z on the board or written, you know, and people show up and it's a different workout. Yeah, or you guys held on I, I remember, I remember, <laughs> I remember one day, uh, everyone was kind of gaming this little workout. It was at the, at the old gym and, uh, and it was an 800 meter run. And I went through and stripped the weight off of everyone's bar and threw all the weight around. And you watch some people come in and they just go right to their bar and start loading the plates back on and other people throwing their hands up in the air exclaiming that this was unfair and how stupid this was and Mm -hmm. and it's like it sounds it may sound silly to some i don't think it's silly at all i think it's a it's a very important part of what we do but we're trying to teach people life lessons on how to deal with issues Mm -hmm. like we none of us hopefully none of this table like think that life is fair like life is completely unfair and almost my daughter my kids that all the time every aspect you know and it's like if you throw your hands up every time something goes wrong like i get it you can have your like i just went through this injury it's like i've had my pity party like it's over everything's gonna be fine i'm still living you know but it's like you have to move on and find a plan of action to correct whatever is wrong yeah you know and that's something that we try and instill in people through fitness you can control your reaction right to whatever scenario whatever happens you're in you want to teach that to my son yeah well you know 
uh, so yeah. you know fair well, point fair it's, point it's your it's your it's your reaction and your outlook mm-hmm. i mean those two things go together sure and super important it's important in fitness or anything else um i don't know you just you gotta you gotta feel good and you're not gonna feel good if you're not healthy in some kind mm-hmm. of aspect whatever healthy looks like yeah. in in your body yeah so. yeah absolutely yeah there's there's definitely life lessons to be learned in here and and hopefully if anyone's listening like there are reasons why we do some of this stuff that may seem like we're just doing it to like trick people into fitness or you know uh, do stuff to annoy them like there's there's legitimate reasons yeah. on why we do certain things here and uh hope pe- hopefully people notice that um when you i mean you guys genuinely care i mean i've, I've gone to lots of gyms and i've they believe worked, us, Mark. i know <laughs> i've worked for gyms before where it was the number of people coming or the you know memberships or the money that you're bringing and that's like they didn't even care if people used it they didn't care if they needed it mm-hmm. and it's like no you guys ask questions like straight up front like what are you looking for what do you need and that that's going to change as as you're in here so then you you modify mm-hmm. what you're i'm not like a goal on the board person but mm-hmm. goals in my head might be like to be able to go through a workout like the person who's been here for three years and i sure. know i'll get there um, but you guys genuinely care. I mean, you check in on, you check in and when things are going on, you're like, well, it's okay. Like, we'll, we'll help you work out. We'll make There's it work. Always, always, always something to do. Yeah. If, if you are listening, just realize that it does not matter what the issue is. There is always something you can do physically that will improve your health. Yeah. I think people get stuck on well, I've got an injury or, well, I've got a bad back or, well, I'm not ready to go to the gym because I'm, I'm going to wait until I get to this weight. Yeah. Well, like, you put all these other things in front of you. Brian just talked about it on main stage. It's, that's an optional answer. Mm-hmm. It's optional, so you're not going to do it. Yeah. You know, if, it, if fitness is optional to you, you're not going to do it. You have to make it habitual. It has to be, like I said, that's a mission I can get behind. It has to start almost from an early age. You know, um, again, it doesn't have to be, you have to exercise every day to complete exhaustion and a puddle of sweat. You, maybe you just go for a run around the block. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where that's, you start. That's the other thing too, is like, there are levels to this. Like, you know, uh, you talked about there's, there's things that you, you're going to find that just aren't going to be conducive for you. Like mm-hmm. pistols are not conducive and heavy, heavy deadlifts are not conducive for me personally. Can I be a fit individual and not do them? Yeah. Do no. I, should I practice them from time to time? Absolutely. But like, do I need to like zero in and like only focus on that because I'm, I'm not a well rounded enough athlete otherwise? No, absolutely not. So there's, there's levels to it. Like you can absolutely be a hundred percent fit. And like Mark said, not be dragging yourself out of here every time you, you leave. Cause that's also another way, really good way to get injured. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, pushing it. One of my, one of my favorite things is a short tangent is, people will do the workout and then I don't know you know let's just say that it wasn't like a gut buster day and they're just like oh, I didn't feel like I got a workout and then like this immediately start doing more stuff which again there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with that but my immediate like reaction to that and, and it's not always right it's just my reaction personally is like you don't get it you know like if we just do let's just say a weightlifting day mm-hmm. and it's it's maybe a little slower paced and it's conversational and we're going 
should be going hard you know let's just say it's five sets of five squats and we're telling you to build up every set and you're just kind of casually going through and this is stupid or whatever and then you get done with the last set and it's like oh is that, that it that's that, that's it huh oh well i'm gonna go i'm gonna, I'm gonna a, go run a 5k yeah i'm gonna go run and again it's you know look different strokes different folks all that all those cliches but at the end of the day you have to buy in to trust trusting us like april's um openly admitted now on 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 this <laughs> podcast wow holy crap we'll save that but and, and, you know in a non-joking way but you have to you have to trust the process yeah. you know uh, John Wooden, one of the best. Uh, I'm sorry, it's Vince Lombardi. I think John Wooden. No, let's 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 use the John Wooden example. John Wooden, the first day of practice for UCLA basketball, teaches his players how to tie their shoes. So that they're right. Exactly. They're like, hey, yeah, because yeah, guess what? In an important game, if your shoe come un, un, untied, it might it might uh, not not be good. So it's and you're talking about a guy that won however many national titles in a row. He's not like, jumping right to the, the sexy stuff. Well, it, you know? but, exa- but in, 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 if, if it's just me walking in, Josh Mill off the street, and it's like, all right, guys, we're the top program in the country. Take your shoes off. All right, we're going to show you how to tie them. It's going to be like, uh, what? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to go shoot some three-pointers, man. You guys tie your shoes. So yeah. just because we're not shooting three-pointers every day doesn't mean it's still intricate part of the process. Yeah, trust is a huge part of it. Like, we're, there's... We have, you know, we have trainer meetings twice a week. One of those is, is almost exclusively devoted to the programming for the following week. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're just throwing stuff up in the air and catching it going, well, there's the workout for the day. Well, and I'm sure, I mean, you guys are, I'm not saying you're saying that. I, yeah. I mean, you guys... Are, are you saying that? Are you saying I might that? be saying that. <laughs> you guys are knowledgeable, and eventually we, we will see where you're going with it. Yep. So we just have to be patient and go, okay, you're making mm. us you're making us do these four steps, but it's because after I do those four steps, like when I put it all together, I'm able to do this move correctly yep. mm-hmm. that I may not have been able to do before. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's it. You know, there's, again, got to learn to walk, got to learn to crawl, then walk, then run. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there is a process to it. And unfortunately, as adults, uh, we lose that. Or maybe we never had the patience, but we lose that kind of uh, ability to just sit back and learn for a minute. Because we know better. Because we know better. That's right. Uh, April, I want to ask you just a very simple question, if you've listened Uh to any of these. (laughs) She has not. She has not. I only listen to portions, but I'm not tech-wise. That's what everyone everyone says. They're like, yeah, I've listened to them. I've never heard this question before. Uh Uh-oh. It's just a very simple question. Just uh, what is your definition of fitness? What is my definition of fitness? Um, basically, for me, it means that I am healthy enough, which would include like in shape enough to do the things that I want to do that make me happy, and don't I'm not held back because of something that my body can't do. Mm-hmm. So I've got to be strong enough to be able to go on walks with my kids or go play with my kids or go on a hike with my husband and I've got to be healthy enough that I didn't just eat so much crap that I you know I don't have the energy to do something so sounds like there's a little bit of a mental mental fitness game in there as well yeah yeah you know because physically there's going to be times you feel like you can't do something but and I'm not (laughs) I'm not good at those things 
so I have to push myself. I mean, like last night, I, I can overeat with the best of them. And all it does is make me feel like crap. We'll get lunch sometimes. Yeah. Soon <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I have to, I have to convince myself that this is more important than the other option. And I have to do that on a daily basis. And I know everybody has to do that. Um, but it is, it's making the choice of, well, would you rather not have this or would you rather do this to be healthier or not have this so that you feel better? Um, super important. And I'm constantly trying to teach my kids to hopefully make those choices. Um, even if you're healthy as a kid, I still want you outside playing in the summer. I don't want you inside, you know, I'm pretty picky about stuff like that. Good. And no so. water outside, right? Oh wait, that's, that was when we grown up. You'll need no water. You make you cramp up, right? <laughs> yeah, no, they get water. I'm, That's good. Yeah, drink water. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for joining well, us today. Thanks for having today. me. Thank I really you. enjoyed having you on. Uh, and thank you all for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of those who make us great. Thank you, April.